lovely listening folks, welcome to episode 119 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am your titular Stace. And before I introduce my lovely guests and get cracking on with us being, you know, wildly and hilariously fun and insightful, which absolutely I'm promising will happen, um, I just wanted to give a bit of an update on the reason why there's been a bit of a gap in podcast episodes and for that i'm very sorry if you don't follow me on social media i neglected to actually mention on a podcast that i was taking a break because my brain fell over and i would love to say that it's back up now and it's doing great but it's not (laughs) um but to put it to put it nicely i thought oh i'll i'll stop doing podcasting for a bit because that's like a a thing I can stop doing that won't have like an impact on my finances or like whatever, thinking that's a sensible thing to put on the back burner while I get my brain in gear. And then realise that actually podcasting was one of the things that was keeping me a little bit more sane. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why I'm back, still with a broken bonds, but, you know, hoping that this will buoy me up a bit more (laughs) than the break that I had where I just went, oh no, what is my life? Uh, For like two months. (laughs) That's so, a really thing to learn, though. Well, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where I thought to myself, you know, I evaluated my life and I was like, right, what could I possibly stop doing for a bit just to take a rest? And I was like, podcasting, because it's nice, but it doesn't make me any money. You know, like, I can't stop doing my job because <laughs> I need that. I'm not doing anything else at the moment to stop. So I was like, right, let's take, take a little break. And then I think it was like when I should have recorded, like, maybe the second episode of The Gap, I was like, no, I miss all my friends and all my podcast buddies and I want to talk to somebody else (laughs) so um here I am talking to somebody else and that somebody else is the ever brilliant Bryony Evans welcome back to the show dear oh Stacey that was a very good segue by the way it was wasn't it oh my god I have not lost my tip-top podcast hosting skills not even a little bit smooth as something smooth I like I haven't Okay, so similar to you, I haven't done podcasting for ages. Like, pretty much lockdown hit, and it was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well well done for keeping it up like for a while. That was pretty good. Um, but I've been missing it as well, because it is fun just to have some, like, little bands and, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've been awful, absolutely horrendous. Because, um, yeah, with the yeah, Y and Z podcast, like... <laughs> Like, it's nowhere near as, like, successful as yours at all. Like, you've been, like, an absolute, like, titan with yours, fair play. Um, well. But, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like lockdown hit. And then we were all like, oh, we don't, everything's getting cancelled. We don't really know what to talk about. <laughs> and it, I, uh, we haven't picked it up since. So maybe, mm. maybe we will. Not really sure. But all I can say is, like, yeah, bravo for, like, <laughs> Well, see, this is the one good thing about doing a podcast that's like specifically about all pop culture, because yeah. it's very hard to cancel everything. <laughs> like, yes. you know, there's still going to be movies and music and stuff. And like, maybe it's different. You know, maybe you don't watch it in the cinema anymore. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it's it's one of those things where like for me, I was thinking like, you know, there's still stuff to talk about and I love to talk. And also I can't see my friends at the moment. So... <laughs> So, you mentioned not going to the cinema, so you haven't you haven't gone to the cinema yet, then? No, I haven't been back yet. I haven't felt comfortable to, if I'm honest. And it's not uh, like not to get all you know too much into the panini of it all, but um, the 
cinemas and stuff just haven't felt to me like they've been doing enough to keep people safe and neither has the general public <laughs> you kind of have to trust the general public's common yeah, sense um, yeah um, <laughs> hopefully um, we'll look back on this episode I don't know when a year seems too promising <laughs> but hopefully we'll look back and go god remember when we were moaning about that oh thank god that's yeah. like yeah hopefully this will be a thing that will be a past issue um, <laughs> at one point. That would be great. Yeah. It's one of those things as well where, like Rich and I were saying, that when we do go to the cinema now as well, we we want it to be a film that both of us are, like, chomping at the bit to see at the cinema. And there's mm-hmm. not been... Because a lot of things have been postponed or been released on streaming, because, like, you know, one of the things I'll probably talk about later is Black Widow. And we, we sat down and we had a discussion about that because we're like, right, we've seen every other Marvel movie at the cinema and we like Scarlett Johansson and we want to see this film, but we don't want to have to get four buses to go there because we don't trust anyone who's sitting on a bus with us. So that would mean Ubers. So that would mean about 30 quid. And then the cinema itself is going to cost us about... 15 quid each so they're looking at like 60 quid and then mm. if we go out we're probably gonna have to buy some food so now you're looking at like knocking on a hundred quid and we're oh. like we could just pay 20 and stream it <laughs> though so we did oh my god you should look into getting a bath card or something mm. like okay. i think it's like 80 I, I might be i might be off now um i think it's about 80 quid for the year yeah and you can just and there are like there are restrictions so you can't see them for free on weekends um mm. but i think you can see them free like on weekdays um yeah that's just like for two for two tickets that's like eases it up a bit but it is restrictive like yeah if you, if, if you watch films on weekends it's a bit like yeah there's no point but yeah my my brother um <coughs> as, as soon as the cinemas were open he was like i'm going back to church and he just like because <laughs> <laughs> um, you know he doesn't He's not the kind of guy that he's not going to hit the clubs. Like he's like, it's cinema is like his like yeah like his church. So the second they open, he's been going to, to the cinema and yeah. he's really missed it. But yeah, he's got a bath card and he um he he does have a few more liberties than other people. Like he doesn't have to go on the weekend. Like he can go on mm. a weekday. So um, but yeah, he's seen a few films now and he's all like, "Have you seen this film yet?" And I'm like, oh, "No." no. <laughs> I'm not going to the cinema as much as you. <laughs> at all. I haven't gone to any cinema yet. So, uh, so now he's back to like, have you seen this yet? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. Um, yes. No. Uh, yeah. No. It's 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 one of those things where like I think if it was if the cinema was closer to us or if we didn't have to go pretty much on weekends or like you know prime time in the evenings, yeah. maybe we would have gone. We did actually book a day off for Black Widow when we originally were debating whether or not to go we, we booked a day off work because we thought if we are going to go we're not going on a saturday like that's insane yeah. so we booked like the following monday off thinking maybe we can sneak in but then we both were just we just weighed up like everything and we were like should we just stay in and like order a pizza just watch it on the telly yeah, so we did a day of it it's just yeah. just not on the like things and i think you know end of the day if you don't feel safe going like is is a film worth that. <laughs> well, yeah, like, would I have enjoyed it as much, I wonder, to myself if I was sitting there as a little bubble of anxiety about, like, yeah, who but... sat in this chair before me? And, like... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that, and that's the thing, like, like the whole point of the cinema is it's a positive experience, and even 
pre, you know, pre the shitty COVID times, you know, cinemas always had like, you were always doing a risk where it was like, oh, are you going to have one arsehole on their fucking phone? Or are you going to have someone that's got the crunchiest fucking food they could have brought? Um, Richie's mom told me once that she had she took her own tuna sandwich to the cinema, and I thought if if you'd have done that with me, I would have slapped it out of your hand and escorted you from the room. You don't take fish to a cinema, Pamela. Take fish anywhere. (laughs) It's like the unwritten rule. If you're in a room full of people, unless you're like unless you're in a restaurant or like a chippy, like no. Nothing, like, no, no, oh my, tuna's the worst one! I oh, know, I said to her, the, the only thing that could have been worse is if you'd have taken an egg sandwich. Like, those are the, that's oh. the only thing I think would have been worse, but, yeah, anyway, sorry, you were saying... Oh my god, I don't know which one's, well, everyone just would have thought she would just let one rip if it was an egg <laughs> That is very true. They were like, oh my god, she needs to go to the doctors. <laughs> what is wrong with that woman? <laughs> oh dear! So you watched. So you watched Black Widow at home. With her, I did with, with the cool people. How was? I haven't seen it yet. My okay. in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It is really good. good. It is really good. It's um, it's a sort of it's one of those sort of like bittersweet films where I was watching it and I was thinking like this would have been great if Scarlett Johansson had been given this level of like attention and care like prior to now. Uh, in the Marvel universe, <laughs> so it, um, is it um, is it a oh god, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Pre Avengers story. It's set when she's on the run from. Oh, now I can't remember which movies it's in between because my brain's a bit wonky on timelines anyway. But it's like after the Sokovia all, uh, Accords and before like Infinity War, somewhere in there. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. That's not too helpful, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Infinity War. That's 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 helpful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's not like pre her being an Avenger. So like people are referencing like Captain America and stuff and like the Hulk and whatever. But that none of those guys are in it really. More than like, oh, there's a background news story about this thing that Iron Man's oh. in or whatever. Yeah. But like the thing that really struck me about it and probably struck a lot of people that watched it is that it's very clear that this is a film like made mostly by women for women in the sense that like oh, okay. even though Scarlett Johansson's still doing a lot of her like you know super modelly poses while she's kicking all sorts of butt they make a bit of a joke about that but it's never it never feels like it's played like so oh, what's the best one to compare it to you know the scene in I want to say the Avengers where she's like strapped to a chair and oh, she's being yeah, interrogated. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. always bothered me a little bit because it seemed very sort of like, oh, look at this, look at this woman. She's tied down and it's, you know, like it's very sort of like, oh, men are like dominating her. And then, and then it's it, like, it feels very male gazy. Like she's in a very small dress and then she starts being the dominant one. And it's just all a bit weird. Whereas this one, she's like constantly wearing outfits that make perfect sense and are practical. And yeah. <laughs> like there is not a stiletto or a wedge heel in sight oh, in this film, okay. which made me so happy. They're all running around in boots. I was punching the air like oh, sensible that's... footwear. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's less. Um, yeah, because that scene, like loads of people praised her introduction, where it's like you know, it obviously twists the expectation of you know damsel in distress to femme fatale. You know that whole yeah. that yeah. whole thing. And I get it. Yes. Uh, I get uh, okay, uh, but she's still <laughs> playing the same like cliches of I use my sexuality. <laughs> it's like yeah, 
I just don't do that. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I can't think, I'm not sure I can think of a guy, like, who, okay, yeah, there are sexy superheroes that are dudes, but they don't use their sexuality to, uh, to, like, overpower the enemy. I mean, who yeah. knows, I haven't seen, like, the new Loki series yet, so I might be wrong with Tom Middleston, but <laughs> I don't see the guys doing that. No. Which, you know, obviously, you know, that's all linked with, like, society's expectation, all that shit. Uh, <laughs> like, it's fine, but it's when, like, obviously she's also the only, she was the first only woman in it, so it's a bit like, okay, this is who we get, of course. Great. Yeah. But there is more variety now, at least. Um, yeah, yeah. It would have been nice if this film came out before, you know, mm-hmm. that she died. <laughs> Yeah, it does. The ho- that's what I mean about it being bittersweet because it does feel the whole time like it's like there was a really fantastic Natasha there, and they sort of neglected her until sort of midway through Endgame. Because um, uh, like even though she has a lot of like kick-ass action scenes, she never really like does a lot really. Um, yeah. If you look at the sort of grand scheme of all the films, you know, whereas a lot of the other characters get like lots of like really big sort of important moments or speeches or. You know, well, stuff I'm, I'm to do. Own, they get their own films as well, which is like, it was always <laughs> thing yeah. of like, how come she hasn't got her own film? But at the same time, like, I was always, um, like, on a superhero level, like, I'm, I'm not super, but, you know, superhero franchises aren't 100% my jam. Yeah. Um, but I'll watch them. But I was always just like, oh, you know, when, when the first Avengers came out, I was like, oh, there's a woman. That's something. She's not. I don't like, I don't want just her. Like it'd be cool if there was another one or you know. Um so I wasn't like I'm not gagging for a Black Widow movie. Yeah. Um, but like it would make sense if there was one just because all the others are getting movies. Yeah. So it was just weird that they're like, Oh, she died in the timeline. Oh, but here's a Black Widow movie and it's like, uh it wouldn't have wouldn't it have been like her death would have been had a bigger punch if you had this movie before. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that made more sense. Um, yeah, because I, I left sort of Endgame annoyed that she died more than anything else. <laughs> like, I wasn't necessarily upset in the way that you should be upset when a character dies. It was more like, a, well, of course, like, of course, one of the women, you know, only like three people actually fucking died. And of course, one of it had to be one of the like three women <laughs> that are even in this. That <laughs> um, There's more than three women. I'm being facetious, but you, you see the point that I'm making. Yeah, you, but like... You saw that whole scene where... All the women are standing there, <laughs> badass, ready to like, oh, face palm. <laughs> Do you know what that that scene in the in Endgame really bothered me? Because on the one hand, my little fangirly heart was like, "Oh my god, look at all these amazing women!" And then on the other hand, I was like, "Captain Marvel doesn't need a single one of you having her back. Like, <laughs> she's got everything handled." <laughs> like, sorry, girls, but um, the fact that you needed a scene. It was such an obvious like look. Look, look at all the women. It's like that fucking yeah. vibe, vibe yeah. you know, with the girl. Look at all those chickens. It's Marvel going, look at all those women. <laughs> like, oh, God, really? Like, oh, was, there was a tiny part of my brain that was like, yay. <laughs> it's, I just thought it was really funny as well that it came sort of after the sequence where, like, you know, Captain Marvel is such an obvious threat that they that the whole of their army stopped shooting on the ground and pointed their weapons into the sky where she was coming from. And then we're supposed to accept that when she lands, she needs, like, I don't know, Mantis. <laughs> like, no offence, Mantis. You're not going to be the world's I her in a, greatest in a... asset in a fight. I wouldn't. I don't know why she was there. 
I, I was stressed out for Mantis the entire time because I, I was convinced she was just going to get squashed accidentally or something awful. Oh, yeah, her death was purely the comedic effect, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's one of the things I really liked about this film is that it's very clearly coming from like a woman's point of view. So there's no like, okay. you know, oh, we're wearing a skimpy outfit and here's a shot where it's like almost up her skirt, teehee. Like, there's none of that. Um, okay. Rachel Voice is in it and being amazing as per usual, amazing and gorgeous as she <laughs> always is. Florence Pugh is, you know, standard amazing value as per always. And I think the thing I really liked about it, because, and I will preface this by saying that I absolutely adored the Captain Marvel movie. So, like, other ladies that enjoy Marvel movies don't come at me for this. I did love this movie. But one of the, sort of one of the niggles I had with, with Captain Marvel was the soundtrack in that they were trying to ram it home that it was the 90s, but they were also like, women, yeah. So, like, every single song was like, I don't know, let's put Just a Girl in by No Doubt, even though it makes no sense here, because it's a girl singing and she's saying the word girl. Or, like, I don't know, let's throw in a garbage song just because a lady sings it. And, like, that sort of level of, like, oh, I'm appealing to women. Like, women don't like songs by men or by non-binary or trans people. Like, what? What? Um, Like, the 90s? Like, if I'm going for, like, badass girl i would not look to the 90s like <laughs> like come on guys like yeah, the just 90s. get a bit of spice girls on the soundtrack I mean, it, was a, it, was it was a bit problematic like let's mm. be honest like jesus yeah. whereas this film like it's it's like by women it's about women it's about women supporting and saving and helping other women but it never feels like it's going what about women though like a lot yeah, of other yeah. films it can do Okay, so yeah, it doesn't feel like it's rammed down your throat then. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like their whole—I don't like want to spoil it or anything—but like the whole thing is about Black Widow sort of writing some of the red out of her ledger, I guess. And it is all about like supporting other women and helping out other women. But yeah, it's just it doesn't have that sort of like. And I, I sort of hate to say this because it makes it feel like I'm saying like you know we shouldn't have films that are like banging the drum for women because that's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is that sometimes we need a little subtle hand about. It. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so this film doesn't do like any of that sort of drum banging it just tells you the story that it's telling you and it does it really well like the only thing i didn't like about it is that ray winstone is cast as a russian man and he attempts an accent and i don't know why we didn't hire any other fucking actor in the world (laughs) (laughs) because he cannot do it like because the bits where he just sort of... I was going to say nail it then, but that's absolutely the wrong term because he never nails it. But, like, the bits where he actually sounds vaguely Russian sound like, you know, when people do, like, comedy Russian accents, bad comedy oh, Russian accents. Mm. And then a lot of the time he also mm. slips back into Cockney. So he'll, like, say a sentence that's sort of sort of Russian-ish, but a bit caricature and then say, like, with instead of with or something. And you're just like... I don't even, I can't even fathom because there's got to have been a million other people they could have hired there. Like, Marvel aren't struggling for, maybe they're just struggling for people who haven't been in other Marvel movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's probably a problem now. <laughs> it's just, it just baffled me because I was like, he's not a very good actor to begin with. So that it's not like they were like, oh, we've got to have Ray Winstone in this movie. Like, yeah. so, and then, and then why they decided, oh, this guy who's not very good at acting even in his own natural voice. Let's make him do a really hard accent to do without it sounding like a caricature. Like, no, no failed completely. Like, 
some of the worst cast. I think it might actually be the worst casting in any Marvel movie so far. Wow. Um, yeah, it's just really daft. Really? Like, you know, <laughs> you just see it and you just think, I don't know what they were thinking there. <laughs> you know, you know when that happens and there's someone cast something and you're just like, this was not the right choice or like they are bad at their job. Um, not that I know all about acting, to be fair. Like, I'm sure it's a really hard job, but whenever that keeps happening with a certain actor or um, I'm always a bit like, I bet they're just really fun to work with. Yeah. Like, I bet they're just a, like a absolute hoot, like <laughs> in the studio or something, because there's got to be some, oh, they're cheap. I don't know, you know? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But like, yeah, he, he's one of these people as well that like, if you exist in England, it's really hard to divorce him from just being Ray Winstone as well. Like, um, you know, yeah. I think every time I hear his voice, I think of those terrible like betting ads where he's talking about he's talking about odds, love. <laughs> he's just like so cockney, and I just don't know what well, I don't know what they were thinking. Oh. But yeah, that's the only that's the only thing I didn't like though. So it's like a pretty good overall, pretty good uh, <laughs> ratio yeah. of that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, David Harbour was great. I love him. Check it out. I think you should. It's uh like I mean if if superhero stuff isn't your bag, I mean it might it might work for you more anyway because I felt this was leaning more towards like the sort of winter soldiery type stuff because it's not like obviously Black Widow isn't necessarily a superhero like she doesn't have like magical powers or super strength or whatever so she's it's it's more of a sort of spy crimey type hero film. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, probably like like you know once I get my Disney subscription going again. <laughs> well, I'll probably I'll give it a go. That's what I do. Like, I save everything up and then, like, <laughs> and then just go through everything kind of thing. Yeah. So does that mean then that you haven't seen WandaVision <laughs> and Falcon and Winter Soldier? I know you haven't seen Loki because have, you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Okay. Have, yeah. Um, that was, like, that, like, finished just before my subscription last finished. So that was quite uh. a good timing. So <laughs> I, have, I have watched that. Kudos to them for trying something new. Um, but then the end was just, like, Marvel. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the end for me, it was one of those things where, because I, <clears throat> I adored that show, mm-hmm. I think the end was saved purely by the performances rather than the actual story they were telling in that last episode. I yeah. think having Elizabeth Olsen was kicking all sorts of arse and I will follow Catherine Hahn into the gates of hell. Like, I love her so much. Um, <laughs> She's great, yeah. So fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was just um I guess spoilers a- ahead. I guess I just wasn't expecting actual witches. Not <laughs> <laughs> just the Scarlet Witch, but I was a bit like, oh, like actual wit okay. I mean yeah, like this could this could be a thing, but okay. <laughs> I think it's one of the things I kind of love about Marvel and like sort of comics in general, is that there's never any sort of like question of that sort of thing in the sense that like because you would think that like you know literal norse gods existing in our world would would make people completely reevaluate like everything we know about like religion and science and how the entire world works but like you know very scientific man tony stark will just fight alongside thor like ah he's just some guy any with rippling muscles and a hammer I guess with um, uh, One Division, I was more expecting uh, like House of uh, the comic House of M. I don't know if you've read that. Um, I haven't, but it, I've heard a lot about it. It's based off it, like for sure. 
And it, it, yeah, it's basically like she uh, manifests her perfect life and she's got twins. Um, I think in the original, like, I think there was a, an older version where she actually, yeah, you know, create, create this perfect life with um, <clears throat> her husband and stuff and had these like, you know, mind twins. But there's this like amazing panel and oh my God, like, I don't know who the comic artist is. I think he's a really like well-known you know one of the big boys of like marvel comic artists from like you know in the in the golden age in the day he could not draw children (laughs) (laughs) amazing he's like like (laughs) i i won't spend too much time on this because it's very it's you just you know if you don't see it it's it's a boring conversation but he's like running into the bathroom the kids are in the bath um they're meant to be like toddlers and she's like oh what are the names like Thomas, whatever their names are, and they're just like little kind of baby proportions, but they've they've got like forty year old man faces. <laughs> we'll find it. It's it's so funny. Um, oh, that's so- uh, yeah. Um, so I was sort of maybe hoping I don't know that happening if they were, <laughs> but no, they didn't. But in yeah, in the house of M, it's really it's quite dark, and like the whole thing is she eradicates. Uh, mutants. So it's much more of a, like an X-Men story uh, yeah. rather than like a you know, an Avengers universe story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see why it didn't really like work for that. But I was wondering like, oh, is she going to like really fuck up? Like, is she going to like do a big change like that? Like absolutely just eradicate. It's, it's basically the equivalent of the whole Thanos clicking the fingers thing. Yeah. But she, But she did it. But yeah, it didn't go that big, and maybe it's because it's a TV show, so it wasn't anything that like pushed the over, you know, the giant timeline thing. There wasn't anything that pushed it too far. Yeah, um, like it's it's a little self-contained, which is fine. Like you know, um, it's an absolute, you know, the whole how they plan this stuff and how they have to think of Ugh. the general viewing audience kind of follows this timeline, but then you have these things and. They have to guess, like, kind of think of if we're going to have branch off series, they kind of have to be a bit self-contained at the same time. I'm glad it's not my job, like. <laughs> oh, God, I can barely remember what happened to me yesterday. So the idea of remembering what's happening in an entire continuity of, like, hundreds of characters would be yeah, baffling. I'm good, yeah. Yeah, that is I mean, something that I've been, like, sort of intrigued about in the sense of, like, there must be some people who are Marvel fans who can't afford or don't want a disney plus thing because like i would argue that yeah one division and i think falcon and winter soldier they're both very very good but like you say i think you could i mean i haven't obviously we haven't seen like the next doctor strange movie or whatever but i would imagine that there's not so much you wouldn't be confused watching the next handful of marvel movies but actually loki like without spoiling anything for you i feel like that one might throw some people for a loop if you don't watch it (laughs) Um, yeah, because Tom Hiddleston's in it, uh, <laughs> I, I quite I quite enjoy Loki like as a character. So yeah. and like you know, people on Twitter were uh, raving about it for a bit as well. So I feel like the you know the the plot might interest me. But I I hear some yeah. people compare it to like a sort of Doctor Who esque kind of yeah. Uh, so. Like Barry and I had a conversation about this on a on an episode of Stace and Barry in the morning. In that we both we both liked Loki enough to say that if somebody said, "Should I watch Loki?" we would go, "Yeah, probably." But like neither of us were like banging the drum for it like everybody else on the internet seemed to be. Like we weren't. 
It wasn't like with One Division every week. I was like, oh god, it's One Division day. Yes. <laughs> Whereas with Loki, I was like, oh shit, Loki's on. <laughs> like it was more of a okay, okay, oh yeah. Okay. Um, but for me, that was more because there is so much information delivered to you in these episodes. Like it's a lot of talking. There's a lot of like people in offices talking, people in trains talking. People in weird places that are spoilers, so I'm not going to say them, talking. And, like, that is how the whole thing is. There's very little. There's a couple of fights and a couple of, you know, chases and, like, shenanigans. But, like, for the most part, it's just people talking to each other. And, like, the performances are all great, and that's fine, but that's not my preferred method of storytelling. And, like, if it's yours, that's absolutely fine. But for me personally, I just needed a bit more of, like, things happening. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, maybe see how it's compared to Doctor Who then because obviously yeah yeah, Yeah. Doctor Who is a lot of talking (laughs) yeah and there was a lot of like I mean there was quite funny stuff as well like um (laughs) when I'd had this chat with Barry on Stace and Barry in the morning he was saying that like he was just waiting for an episode where they were on a quarry and then literally the next week it was very obvious that they'd filmed that episode in like a purpley lit quarry (laughs) I was like Barry you've got your quarry it's so Doctor Who it's ridiculous but yeah, like it's it's good and I would recommend people watch it. But like it is definitely like because of the vast amount of stuff they tell you in this about stuff, the spoilers, I'm trying so hard to dance around it. But I don't see how they can do the next batch of films without if you hadn't seen it, I feel like you'd be like, What what even the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That'll be okay. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean I'm just I'm just honestly waiting for the next Thor movie to be honest. Oh, okay. That's what I'm like yeah, that's the next one I'm like actively excited for. Yeah. Would be would be the next the yeah, the next Thor. Was it like Love Thunder or Thunder Love or Love yeah, Love and Thunder, I think. It's like a yeah. porno, doesn't it? Um <laughs> It really does. And uh, and the the like the set shots of Natalie Portman in it are not convincing me that it's not really because she's looking fabulous yeah in that that film good lord um i'm looking forward to that i'm not like it i'm not looking forward to doing it specifically for natalie portman uh being thor even though that is like you know that's different that's that's you know interesting i'm sort of more looking forward to it for the taika watiti uh nurse yeah that he brought um to to the last one to ragnarok yeah, that was, um, I don't know, that was, you know, it spiced things up and it was like, you know, it was more like a comedy really than, yeah, than like a Marvel film, which, which I think I found refreshing. There's always this thing where, you know, when a director's kind of, like, when you know what to expect, sometimes you lose that little spark. So I'm, I'm curious to see how he keeps, keeps it up. Yeah. Is what I'm fascinated by. Cause like, yeah, like, yeah, when you do something new, uh, the audience is like, oh wow, this is refreshing. But if you keep doing it, like you, they get bored. Yeah, it's not new anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I'm. I think yeah, changing it up to Natalie Portman. That's something new. You'll have a different character to like uh, to mess with. Um, but yeah, like I'm. Ragnarok was bloody bonkers. Um, yeah, it's great fun. I love yeah. that film. Uh, I, I really like Taika Waititi's films, like in general. Like he's he's got some absolutely amazing films. And, you know, he's very good at pulling the heartstrings as well, if needs be. Uh, what was that? Oh, what was that Nazi one? Like Oh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Like, that That got me a bit choked up and submit. So he does know how to, you know, how to be serious as well. Like, the only part with Ragnarok was that it was so jokey that a lot of the serious moments sort of sometimes lost their seriousness because it was like, yeah. 
psych joke. <laughs> um, which I, I didn't I didn't mind as much, but I think for some people it really just took them out of the film. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm curious to see if he's gonna like balance it out or yeah. yeah. I find I find the Thor films really interesting because you tend to have people either really like the first two and don't like the way that Ragnarok went, mm-hmm. or they're like me and it's the other way around. Where I think the first two are kind of boring, and I think the third one because I think the thing about Ragnarok for me and the Thor films in general is that I don't think people realised how like what good comedic timing Chris Hemsworth has got, and oh. I don't think they realised that that was something they could have utilised in the first two films. But Taika Waititi obviously noticed that like straight away and like honed in on that and i think that was great because it it made thor it took thor from a character i was just like yeah all right i'll take or leave him to to being like oh he's brilliant and i want to see way more of that because they, they gave him some funny lines you know like in in the first avengers but yeah like it, it's not the same humor as taika Waititi humor like it's mm. it's new zealand humor to be honest like it reminds me a lot of uh you know flight of the concords kind of <laughs> yeah like would kind of like all oh, right, like, but that like all good friendly kind of humor, like, all oh, right, buddy, I can't take it, like, back yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very like just New Zealand kind of humor. It's brilliant. Love yeah. it. I'm really looking forward to the next Spider Man movie because anybody who follows my account on Letterboxd will know that I'm coming up on my 10th viewing of Spider Man Far From Home. I'm fucking oh. obsessed with that film. Oh god, I love it so much. Like, it's a combination of being like a really great fun movie and having Jake Gyllenhaal be like a pantomime villain at the end of it. It's wonderful. <laughs> I love it so much. It is great. Mm. Oh, so I'm really intrigued as to where, where that'll go, especially with what happened at the end of uh, Far From Home with like Peter's uh, secret identity being like announced to the whole of New York. Yes. Um, yeah. Here's how they're going to do that. Um, didn't they announce, um, oh my goodness, I've totally forgotten the actor, um, oh my god, from the original, <laughs> like, the guy that plays Dr. Octopus. Oh, uh, oh shit. Hang on, Alfred. I, I Alfred. Yeah, Alfred, uh, Molina. Molina, there you go. Uh, I heard he's, like, they're doing something with him. Mm-hmm. I fucking love him. Like, okay, mm-hmm. weird, weird thing, you know, like, most people watch the, that Spider-Man and they all fancy, you know, Peter Parker, and I'm like, no, I kind of like Doc. I I will say that I don't think I fancied anybody in the Raimi movies because I think I think Peter Parker's too much of a wet lettuce <laughs> in in his version of I, I don't know why I don't like because I like I feel like this is going to get me like internet murdered because everybody loves those movies so much and I do like them a lot. But I don't, I don't have the sort of love for them that everybody else does. Like I, I, th- I think Tom Holland is better than Tobey Maguire, quite categorically, and uh, a lot of people will, yeah, slap me over the face for that it's, one. That's, but that's overpowered by the like nostalgia, because mm. usually that's kind of more what it is, isn't it? It's like the nostalgia trip of like this was yeah. my first, Sp- you know, your first Spider Man's your favorite Spider Man. It's that whole shtick, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that, like, the new ones still overpower that, like, the nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I will, like, wholeheartedly say that um, when, you know, at the end of Far From Home, when, like, J. Jonah Jameson comes on the, the big screen and it's uh, J.K. Simmons still, yeah. I was like, please, God, I don't care if it's parallel universes or if it's this universe, please bring back Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe 
because <laughs> I don't think there's ever been two more perfect bits of casting in Spider-Man movies. Yeah, that, I um, think that's the thing. Like, he's just so... I don't know, he just fits it. Yeah. So well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I Willem Dafoe looks like the Green Goblin already, just not green. Like, <laughs> and he's... Like, if you've seen The Lighthouse, like, he's so good at portraying, like, on the cusp of maniacal and then full-blown, like, bananas. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I would happily have him just be Green Goblin in this universe and not care if it was linked to the old stuff or not. Because I know there's been a lot of theories, haven't there, about, like, you know, parallel universes and timelines and are Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield going to be in this I'm new not, one? And go down that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it depends because I... I had so the reason I liked Tom Holland more than either of those two dudes, even though technically I sort of, you know, technically Tobey Maguire was probably my first Spider-Man. But like, I think Tobey Maguire is a a great sort of loser Peter Parker, but a terrible Spider-Man. And I think I think Andrew Garfield is a very good Spider-Man. Like he's very, you know, he's very quippy and like confident and like ballsy. But he's a shit Peter Parker because yes. Peter Parker's supposed to be a bit of a loser. Yeah, um, I agree. I felt like he was too cool. Yeah, um, too cool like, and confident. Cool. And, it was yeah. such a like, such a whiplash. Like he was the total opposite. And it's like, really, you want me to believe this guy is not like? Look at him. He, yeah. Are you fucking like? No, he's literally the most handsome man in the room. What are you doing? Like, yeah. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. And and like, obviously, not saying the other two aren't handsome, but like yeah. they they play the sort of nerd. The awkward, um, yeah. yeah. The awkward stage of like they just play that role better than the other guy. Who like, yeah. I mean, that was just the creative decision they went. They wanted to have him like you know different to the one before, so they they definitely went more for the you know the funnier. And it's just the actor they chose is like, oh, he's a bit too good looking. But I'm sorry. <laughs> No, and, yeah, Tom Holland and Tony Wire are also good looking. I was going to say they're not ugly dudes. <laughs> like, I know their makeup and like their clo- like the clothes they wear. I don't know. Like it's the whole package just um, works better for the other two. Yeah, and yeah, Peter Parker. He's not into me like a cool looking dude. No, <laughs> I don't. Maybe in some comics he is. I don't know. Um, I mean, but- most of the ones I've read, he's always just been like. You know, slightly awkward, nerdy. You know, it just like on the periphery of everybody else's. Like everyone's just like, yeah, you know, Peter, he's alright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dear. But yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to um. When's that come out? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the only one that I know is okay. coming out is Shang Chi's coming out around. I want to say around my birthday. Uh, <laughs> I know it's in September, so that makes it instantly. It's around my birthday. I get excited for my birthday, like a good month in advance um because we were having a little debate about do we go for a little cinema trip for my birthday and i was like mm, do i want to treat myself to covid for my birthday yeah <laughs> don't do, yeah it's so. not a gift i want to give myself <laughs> yeah so i think i think we've decided against that but i don't think they're streaming that one are they so i don't oh. i don't know that i'll see it straight away <laughs> mm. i mean either way you'll, you'll see it so i'll see it eventually i'm sure yeah. i will i mean Shang-Chi is one of those ones that I like I'm not chomping at the bit for it anyway like in the sense that you know the trailers have made it look very good but like he's not a character that I know from the comics he's not a character that I'm like bothered about 
and it could be one of those ones where I'm like, like with Black Panther, I de- Black Panther was a character I could never get behind because he's too regal and he's too sort of ensconced in the kingliness of things. And so I find it hard to read because I'm like, this is boring to me. I don't want to read about this. It's boring. Uh, whereas the film was like, oh, this isn't boring at all and it's wonderful. So maybe it'll be one of those ones where the film will like win me over to the character a bit. Yes. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you do need, like, context and, like, an environment for the character to, like, you know, swim around in. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, sometimes the character just on paper, you're a bit like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I could see, yeah, I can see how that happens. Yeah. Uh, I've just realised I've been talking for, like, 45 minutes just about um, Marvel movies that we've probably talked about a thousand <laughs> times before. Uh, <laughs> well, this is um, this is what happens, Stacey, when you just have like a big gap. And <laughs> yeah. I'm just so I'm just so eager to talk to people like at all that I'm just like I don't care what we say. I don't care. Oh, Let's just talk about anything. Uh, talk about whatever. What would uh, what would you like to talk about, Brian? Hmm. This is why I should have written, written notes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pad with notes in front of me, so well, I don't I, forget things. <laughs> we were, we were going to mention. Obviously, it's been out for ages now, but I think we were going to have a little geek out about the NSP uh, music video. Yeah! It's so good. <laughs> Yay! I'm, oh, it took so long to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where, like, so for those uh, who don't know what NSP even means, um, clearly you've never listened to this show before because I'm always banging on about the band <laughs> Ninja Sex Party and how in love with, with uh, Dan Averdan I am. <laughs> but they did a whacking great I want to say like 12 to 13 ish minute song ish yes. um, their yeah. last album last year called Mystic Crystal and it is a sort of like um, prog rock like story style rock opera type thing about mm. freeing a princess who's trapped in a crystal I'll be totally honest with you I don't like the song that much <laughs> I'm so sorry no here's the I thing right <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know why I'm apologising to you. You're not uh, Ninja Sex Party. Um, no, the thing for me with this song is I've never really liked like long story narrative type songs. Like, I'm not a big fan of that sort of prog rock style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, And I know that is exactly what Dan Averdan loves. So it's like, hats off to you, mate, for doing it yourself. But like, yeah, the song is fine, I think. But the mm-hmm. video is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Do you want to... I'll let you waffle about it a bit because I'll, I'll gush otherwise. <laughs> Just saying, like a little fucking girl. Yeah. So the yeah, Mr. Crystal, as as you said, it's uh, it was produced. Well, it's half and half. So half of it is live action with the band, and then the other half is like animated. So I helped out a little bit on that, which was really cool. Um, so that's like one take off the bucket list. So that was with um, a really awesome studio called Knives of the Light Table. Anyone who doesn't know animation, so the, the, the sort of pun is light table is what anim- like animators of on in the heyday, like when they were on paper, used a light table to animate. <laughs> so if anyone doesn't know why it's called Lights of, Lights of the Light Table, not the round table, it's... Uh, it's an animation pun <laughs> but yeah it's a really awesome uh like little studio and they do they do loads of music videos and uh little like ad projects and stuff and it's it's set up by uh patrick stenard wait wait let me just yes yeah, patrick yeah wait 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 i'm just gonna double check that's what it's 
Yeah, stand hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I was freaking out. I missed that letter. Um, so Setify, um, he's the CEO of Patrick Stenard, and he's also like a titan, uh, like on his own right in the animation industry. Like he recently was one of the directors of the new He-Man series on Netflix as well. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's worth checking out as well. Actually, it's it's like short and sweet. It's only like five episodes, so mm-hmm. that's that's definitely worth checking out as well. So yeah, I uh, yeah I worked with a little a, a little team. Uh, it was directed by uh, India Swift, who is a very very good animator. She is like amazing. So yeah, there was uh, and I was in charge of the cleanup. Which for anyone who doesn't know what cleanup is, it's basically you'll have the animators draw like a rough animation, and then the cleanup basically like makes sure everything's uh, on model and like in the right style and it's like coherent and basically just make the drawings like fucking pretty is basically <laughs> what the cleanup's job is um so i was like lead cleanup so i was sort of i would i did the spot keys so basically what spot keys means is throughout most of the scenes i would do uh maybe like two to three drawings of some of the key poses if they needed to be put back on model i would do that and then I would give notes then to the uh, animators um, when they were cleaning up their scenes. So yeah, that was that was a that was a fun few months working with the cool team. And yeah, that was really awesome. And then it, yeah, it really was. Like, and the the thing about it was they announced it. Well, they sort of announced that they were doing a video like well before the video even started because they needed to raise funds to actually like make it. Yeah. So. Yeah. so the the waiting game for seeing the final product of this was like a year, yeah. maybe longer. Um, yeah, I don't think they, um, I, I don't think they thought it would take quite this long. Um, it's not no one's like fault, like uh, at all. I think it was just a case of um, it, you know, it it just took a long time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is that the pandemic can't have helped with the the live action bits, like either. I um, think they filled that way before the pandemic oh okay yeah like i think i don't think that was a pandemic issue um i think it was more like comp so uh putting it all together and like putting you know the color pass and like i think that might have taken longer than i mean the pandemic probably um threw a ball in that park Mm. Um, but yeah the animation was like done um and it was just like all the animators like uh, when's it coming out? Like you don't know. Like, so, yeah, when it, when it was announced it was coming out, we were all like, "Yeah!" <laughs> like, like, yeah, we just we just kept asking each other, "Do you know him?" No, like, do, oh, okay, like, oh, when it comes out, it comes out. And then, like half a year later, oh, there it is. <laughs> that must have been so exciting for everybody to like finally properly see the whole thing all together, and like the whole world is seeing it too. I yeah. just went to have a, a quick watch of it before we started recording. Just to refresh my my bonds on uh, mm. on some of the animation, and it is like it's really wonderful. It's like hard to explain, you know. Just go and watch it, but it's got a very sort of like Don Bluthian feel to it, which I imagine was asked of you from Danny. Again, knowing far too much about what Danny does and doesn't like makes it seem like I'm a bit of a stalker. But I swear to God, it's just because he talks about it a lot on Game Grumps. <laughs> like remembering the information. <laughs> <laughs> oh no to be fair my memory is shocking so it's like you have to mention something like 10 plus times before it sinks into my brain about you oh yeah same. Um, um, unless but- it's to do with your birthday if it's around the same time as mine then I'll remember that forever 
Oh yeah, we're only like two days apart. Amazing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I will absolutely remember that forever because I'll be like, oh, it's like two days after mine. Any birthdays yeah. outside of September? Not a clue. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Like, which month? Sorry, Luke. Sorry. Sorry. Obviously, okay, got you, you to, go, you go. <laughs> okay, what I was going to say was the reason I brought up me watching it beforehand was because I've noticed it's got like a million views now, which is amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! That's awesome. It Sweet. is awesome. That's so cool. But yeah, no, you were you're totally right with um, like it aiming for it to look like Don Bluth. So like because he's got a really particular style. Yeah. Um, anyway, but then even like in the cleanup, we were sort of aiming to have this like scruffy kind of look mm-hmm. um so like if you know if you pour something you can kind of see these little scruff lines so rather than like crisp shading they've just got kind of got this like this textured uh hatch um cross hatching sort of feel yeah uh, to it uh which was very like specific thing uh that india one did so i helped out a bit with that sort of saying like oh how would we go about this and all that stuff but yeah it was super because I, I'm not gonna work on a Dumbledore project like he old. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. So it was it was just really nice to work on a project that like had that awesome like homage to her, his work, um, but also like you know something a little different as well. So yeah, that was really special. Um, and everyone just seemed to have like a really good time. Like you know deadlines were tight and stuff, but like people like especially the animators and like cleanup and. Everyone was just very, like, wanting to do their best. And, like, I feel like they definitely had fun doing it as well. Like, I think you can see in some scenes, like, like people just really enjoy drawing the characters and stuff. Um, yeah. And some, you know, some of the fun expressions. Like, I think some of the anime just got to have, you know, a bit of a choice on, like, on what scenes they wanted to do. So if, you know, someone's a bit more edged towards, like, comedic timing, they'd get, like, more of a funny scene. If someone wanted a bit more of a challenging a technical scene then they, they'd go for that and so yeah it was yeah. Pretty, pretty good um, I have to tip my hat to whoever it was or, or whoever you know the group of people were that did the uh, the horses because good lord oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, um, yeah that was Gemma Roberts and I think it was it was quite a few of them I think it was yeah Gemma Roberts who was just dubbed like the horse girl <laughs> Gemma, I've known Gemma for years. Like we went to uni together. She loves like horses, so yeah. I think that was quite a nice challenge for her to actually um, animate some on a job. And then yeah, like Kevin did some, and like uh, Hardik. Like yeah, everyone got to have a go. And then yeah, like one of my it's really hard to pick like a favorite scene because they're all they're all amazing. But uh, one of my favorite scenes to like spot key was when Dan jumps on the horse mm-hmm. um, and he's like, "Let's ride!" And like yeah, that was done by. Um, uh, there and it was just like oh like chef's kiss like they just got the expression like so good yeah so, yeah. A, the, the, the bit that I particularly like and again like it's all amazing but like there's a particular facial expression when um like Ninja Brian is using his arrows to uh to light the way and they just shoot directly into Danny's back and Danny turns around and he's like Brian can you at least let me know when you're going to be lighting our way and he's got this look on his face that sheer sort of like I can't be doing with being injured by you again like it obviously <laughs> happens to them all the time <laughs> like it's so perfectly like <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was animated by by india the director she she did that scene and i was yeah. just like oh it's 
so good. It is so good. It is so good. Everybody go and have a look, a look at it because it is splendid. And while you're there, then go and have a look at the video for um, Starlight Brigade, mm-hmm. which is also amazing and a really good song. <laughs> like, I like how I said that as though I was like, you know, yeah, the Mystic Crystal songs. Are but yeah, they're both ex- excellent videos and one of them is a very good song. <laughs> Yeah, so that was, that was also done by uh, Knights at the Light Table as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also directed by India Swift. So, <laughs> like, wow. and like, again, the, so her partner, there's like, they're like a power couple. So, <laughs> and Michael Doy. And Michael does a lot of the comp and the, um, like, the color. So, like, if you're like, man, these colors are like so good, it's yeah. Michael. Like, he just, like, yeah, he just has such a good way of like making these really nice pinks and blues and, mm. Like, oh, they're always, like, so pretty. So, yeah, that's that's him. If you're ever like, why are the colours so good? It's him. <laughs> gorgeous. Both of them gorgeous videos. Yes, very good. While we're, um, whilst we're talking about animation, do you want to talk a little bit about Rick and Morty? <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you? Yeah. I don't know. Do you? <laughs> uh, I caught up. Um, I still didn't know the new series was out. Like, it just... I don't know. It just wasn't on my radar at all. And then you were like, "Oh yeah, what's the new series?" I was like, "There's a new series." Like, <laughs> what? what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so yeah, I um, I caught up on 4OD. Um, it only has episodes five to eight, so I didn't watch all of them. Oh but, no, okay. But according to you, the first seven <laughs> are like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So how did you feel about five, six, and seven? Let's see if we're on the same wavelength. Um, I am curious how much my opinion is skewed because I was also in the mindset of these are like, eh. Um, right. Mm-hmm. But also, like, yeah, they 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 were fine. They were they, yeah. they were really like. I don't know, here's this Rick and Morty episode that's eh. Like, it, it's probably not one of the ones where people go, oh, do you remember, do you remember this episode? Like, you know. Um, yeah. But I think that's one of the things with the show in general now is it, like, it's been so hyped. Um, yeah. So put on this, like, pedestal. How do you keep that up, Matt? You know, like, oh. Yeah, like, yeah. Something overly shocking and overly like like they've, they've done all the shocking stuff they can do now because a lot of the humor is shock humor um yeah. I, I feel like they've done it all like you know like mm. um I, th- I think that's been the problem for me personally is that like so i should preface this by saying that i was a level of obsessed with rick and morty whereby i cried when i didn't win a competition to do a voice in it <laughs> So, like, that's, that is the level of, like, I fucking love this thing that I was at prior to, like, Series 4. And then yeah. Series 4 was, like, fine. So, like, yeah, fine. The, thing about, the thing about Rick and Morty for me is that even the bad episodes are often better than a lot of things that are on telly because they'll, they'll be at least something, like, inventive that I can appreciate or there's, like, a handful of good jokes that I can laugh at. Like, it's still... It doesn't feel like I've wasted 22 minutes of my life, like, having watched them. Whereas the first seven episodes of Series 5, for me, haven't been fun. And that's where I've been stuck with them. Because, like, a lot of people... Oh, God, don't go on the Rick and Morty subreddits because they're a fucking nightmare of arseholes. Oh, God, no. But, like, the prevailing thing over there has been, like, there's been, like, two camps of people. The camp of people who are just, like, we just want classic Rick and Morty adventures. We don't need continuity and we don't need, like, you know, we don't need to see what's going on with Evil Morty or Bird Person. Like, we don't need any of that. We just want Rick and Morty, 100 years Rick and Morty. And then the other group of people who have been, like, no, like, 
bird person's basically like hanging in his closet like what the fuck is going on with that though we need to know this thing instantly and i've sort of been somewhere in the middle where i kind of want a combination of the two where i want i want some classic adventures that are fun but i also definitely want to know what's going on with bird person in the garage <laughs> like and the issue that i've had is that the first half like the first seven episodes of the season didn't even hint at even a single thing that was consequential and it's like it didn't reference anything in the past that has happened that would have been of consequence and it didn't do anything that would have been of co- like you could literally skip episodes one to seven and you would not have missed a single thing about the smith family that we're following that you would need to know for episode eight like <laughs> everything that happened that leads up to episode eight is actually things that have happened in previous seasons entirely and it's the difficult thing is that that would be fine if those seven stories were genuinely fun though but what it actually feels to me like is that they've sort of run out of ideas so they've just gone i don't know what's like a popular or a famous pop culture thing that we can riff on so oh, like so there's a have park like yeah so there's like Previous to this season, that obviously pop culture has played like a big part in Rick and Morty, and there's been a lot of like references and like short parodies, but I don't think there's ever been. Like, aside from the sort of scary Terry one where it was like a cross between Inception and Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't think there's been a full episode that's been dedicated to one or two properties and a parody. Whereas this season, we've had like Independence Day, Captain Planet, Goodfellas, uh, Voltron, Transformers, Hellraiser. There's more that I'm forgetting. Uh, there's just It's just been like a constant barrage. And the problem with that is you're either pissing people off who like those properties because you're taking the piss out of them, or you are sailing over the heads of people who don't know or don't care about those things, like the Goodfellas one. I didn't even know they were doing it because I've never seen it. I was just like, I don't know what's happening in this episode. None of it makes sense to me. And it was only afterwards when I listened to the um, Interdimensional RSS unofficial Rick and Morty podcast that they were talking about it and I was like oh I haven't seen that I didn't like none of this was funny or made any sense to me at all because it was so referential and it just it's like lost it for me like I, I don't think I laughed more than once per episode for like episodes one to seven and nearly all of those laughs came from Jerry just being an absolute adorable babe I love Jerry so much <laughs> poor Jerry <laughs> I know oh bless him yeah um, but then episode eight blew my tiny fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, episode eight, like, I even felt episode eight wasn't that grand of scheme compared mm-hmm. to some other episodes that have come out. Um, and again, yeah. it's like, in my, I feel for the writers, like, they've got this show and it's, I mean, from the get-go, it is, it is a problematic <laughs> show. Yes, yeah. Like, the characters are not people you want to strive to be. <laughs> Like, you know, it's sort of like common knowledge that Rick is a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not like he's, you know, he's obviously he's, he's like that whole thing, isn't it? Where you're like, oh, I kind of wish I could be this much of a dick and just not care. And just, it's that little part in yeah. the brain where, you, you know, you're a bit of a bit of a sadist and you're just like, oh, like, you know, he, you know, it's that kind of admiration. But, you know, you, it'll never happen because that's a horrible thing to be. But I feel like everyone kind of has that little that little dark side in the corner of their brain, mm-hmm. um, which is why I think loads of people like Rick, because they, they relate to some stuff he says, but the show at the same time never like really punishes him for being horrendous. Like yeah. it just sort of goes like, neut- it's neutral about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't reward him, but it also doesn't like, he doesn't learn a lesson or anything. 
it like it just sort of allows him to be which is kind of like the point isn't it it's the whole nihilism of the whole like nothing matter like that's you know that's that's his character yeah um but i i feel like in a writing sense like where more could you take it you either have to develop him uh or he gets worse um which is that fun to watch or is that too sad or he yeah. gets better but then he's not Rick anymore. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like the writers, yeah. like, they kind of hit a wall with that character where they're like, okay, well, we could just keep doing the same thing we're doing, which is episode one to seven from the sound of it. Because that was kind of the fun thing was that he was, like, you were learning a bit about his past and you were like, oh, okay, like, this is why he's a dick. Like, but again, like, if nothing changes, you're just a bit like, you just end up being like the Simpsons and just the characters never change and it's just, them just existing and i'm like is that what that's not really what makes rick and morty rick and morty mm. um, it was the surprises it was like like i can't believe the show's just done this like i can't believe the characters have just done this but it stops being like exciting or like shocking or funny if you if it's the same yeah which is which at the same time like i yeah maybe the writers are just a bit like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i did i did wonder when they first um when they first renewed it for series like five and onwards they got renewed for like 70 episodes at once didn't they and that just seems like a baffling proposition Oh, that's <laughs> no. Yeah, it just seems like, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that what they're going down the route of is, I don't know, sci-fi parody of this thing. Because <laughs> like, That's all The Simpsons is. Like, it's, yeah. The Simpsons have done every reference that could exist now, and they're still going. Um, some people watch it. I, I, don't, I don't watch it anymore, but... No, I mean, like, you know, it will... I really love endings. Um, they're sad, yeah. but I way prefer them than shows just... Outstaying. The welcome. It's existing, and they've lost what made them, you know... It, it's just so corporate. <laughs> yeah. Like, I also have sometimes a bit of a mixed bag with Rick and Morty when I think I learn the animators weren't treated very well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not that surprising, like, it's fucking animation industry. (laughs) But I think that, I think they had, like, very tight schedules and, like, people were overworked and, yeah. So when I heard that, it did solve the experience a little bit with watching it, um, because obviously it hit a bit close to home. So I think one of the reasons it had such a big delay is because they, um, they were trying to fix those issues and, like, maybe some people were, like, going on strike. (laughs) So. Yeah. God. so, yeah, that that also again that might affect the writing room though. Like if you've got this crew that are you know testy and you know not happy, you know mm-hmm. quitting, um, that can affect then the writing room and they're like oh god, like I mean you know all that kind of stuff. So I'm yeah I'm curious what the I haven't looked into it. I should have done that before coming on this podcast, but I'm not sure what the working environment was like on newer series. But I know on past ones it was like reported that it was not good. So yeah, maybe the fact the show's just a bit bland, not blander, but you know, as you said, like it's a bit, it's, it's relying on other comedic things to make it funny, like, like yeah. reference, uh, which it never needed to do. Like the ref, like all the humor was just from being weird and being unique. Yeah. Uh, which is what people loved about it. They were like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah. I always, when I tried to like, sell it to like people that I know who hadn't seen it before I was like the thing that I always loved about Rick and Morty was that it was it was the smartest and the dumbest show 
I could recommend people to watch because like the mm. sci-fi, like the animation's really slick and the sci-fi is really smart and Rick's really smart and some of the jokes are really smart, but also a lot of the jokes are like, ha ha, dicks. but it's genuinely funny because of the way like you know the voice work and the writing and like all of that stuff whereas yeah that i think that's what's been missing for me this season is that i've just not found myself actually having any fun with it until episode eight when i was having like all of the fun i think i laughed more during episode eight than i did like the entire previous seven episodes Mm. um i don't know if it helped that it was based on literally my favorite film ever because it was like a whole sort of eternal sunshine of the spotless mind thing (laughs) yeah yeah, like i guess but yeah that episode did what the show always does well where it's just sort of like it's you know it's so dark because like you know when when they oh god uh, spoilers i guess yeah yeah. uh when they're they're in the mind but then like you know all all the memories that they realize their memories and they're like oh fuck and they (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that was kind of that that was yeah, that's a weird, like, God, what an existence. Like, imagine if you just realised, like, oh, God, I'm not real. I'm like, something, <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. Yeah, and not only that, I'm not even really a me because I'm just somebody's memory of me and they don't know the whole me. <laughs> like, it's yeah, so... I'm just, like, paper, cardboard, cut. Oh, man. But then realising that's what you are, like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's oh. not, like the existential crisis that's, um, that Rick and Morty's good at. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, I think, like I said, I think that's what's a bit, a bit of that has been what's been missing as well. Because, like, some of my more favourite episodes from previous seasons are the ones that really well balance the very funny bits with the oh shit, I can't believe they did that bits. Like the episode with Unity, where like you know they're just on a whole other planet and there's that stupid like alien race war and like Rick's just having sex with this alien. It's all very funny and there's a lot of like really silly lines. And then they get back and Rick almost kills himself, and you're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what, what are you doing to my heart there? Whereas, like, a lot of this season so far, up until episode eight, there was nothing that happened to any member of the family. Like, yeah. like I say, that was like of any consequence, and like, I didn't, I just didn't, I didn't care, and I wasn't having fun. So I was like, you're not doing like the two things that previously have really drawn me to Rick and Morty is its ability to make me laugh and its ability to punch me right in the feels. Mm-hmm. And it's not been doing either of those things, which I think is a bit of a shame. And I'm really hoping because the finale, the last two episodes, they're taking like a four, three or four week break and then they're putting both episodes on on one night Okay. Um, okay. in September. 5th of September, I want to say, but don't hold me to that. Okay. Um, so I'm intrigued to see what they're doing with that, whether it's actually supposed to be like an hour long thing that might be yeah. so awesome. You, you, might, you might get your wish, maybe. Maybe they put all their eggs in one basket. Mm, maybe. 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 But, but, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's a bit sad. <laughs> no expectations. Yeah. <laughs> and then if it if it's not shit, you'll be like, yay! <laughs> I think that the, the issue with Rick and Morty for me is that um, it's definitely going to take me a long time to let go of it if it goes like sort of permanently shit. Because it's one of those shows that, like like I say, I was so obsessed with at a point mm. that like I feel like I'll be like, but I know it can be good. What if it's good again at some point? <laughs> like, you've offended me. I've wait- Yeah. Oh, my God. That's just giving me, like, Game of Thrones throwbacks. Like, <laughs> oh, Thankfully, I never I never got into oh that. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> I 
just can't recommend it now. The ending was so fucking shit. Yeah. Well, it's like you were saying about things overstaying the welcome. Like, one of the reasons that one of my absolute favourite cartoons is Gravity Falls is because they went in with yeah. two seasons worth of story and they did those two seasons and they just came right back out. They were like, right, that's the story we wanted to tell. And mm-hmm. it ends in a great place and it's like, job done. Whereas, like, other shows, like, the big one for me was, like, How I Met Your Mother. Like, that show was a thousand percent, had enough material for, like, a season, two at best. (laughs) But it did so well that they were like, have a third, hey, have a fourth. And then it got to the point where they were like, shit, we don't know what we're doing. And it was very... And then the final season was so much like, at this point, we need Ted and Robin to be together, that we'll just, like, fart the mommy in an episode and then kill her immediately. (laughs) Oh, I know. Shit. Absolute yeah. shit. I was so cross. I've never been more cross in my life. I have been more cross in my life. I make things that actually <laughs> yeah, matter. I've been more cross but... in my life. And it was about how I met your mother. Yeah. yeah. Wow, what a, what a great life. <laughs> I we don't have to, we don't have to start a whole combo about it, but if, <laughs> if you haven't, um, if you like endings, uh, one show that I finished recently was, uh, Shit's Creek, and that was very, very good. Um, okay. So if you want something fun, the first few episodes, mm, like, because friends had recommended it to me, and they were like, oh, I love the show, I love the characters. I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, cool. The dad in it is, um, oh, he's, you know, he's the dad in American Pie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's the dad in that, and I, I can't remember his name, which is really bad, but his son, what's it, da- Danny uh, Levy, he's the writer of the show, and he's also the main, like, the son in the show. So they... The father and son play the father and son. Oh. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's the first few episodes are like teething problem. Like for me, I was like, I couldn't quite get into the humor and I was a bit like, I don't know. I don't like the way the mum talks in it. <laughs> um, she, you'll, if you watch it, you'll know what I mean straight away. Like you'll feel like, Oh my God, she's having a stroke. And you're like, no, no, no. It's just the way she talks is really bizarre. But like, it's one of those shows where you definitely get, it's a character based show. So once you start liking the characters, yeah. you're in, like you're strapped in, like you just care about them so much. And it has a fucking ending. And I think it's literally one of the best gay representations of a gay couple yeah. I've ever seen. Um, I think it's because it's written by a gay guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a huge difference. Like there's no, cliche like people are like oh, they're gay it's just like no one cares like it's mm. like they're just men dating it's fine yeah so that's like a really really good show the basic premise is uh super like rich family totally broke so mum dad and then their two kids in their 30s end up living like a motel in a place called Shit's creek and and then so they're and Shit's creek is like like it sounds a bit shit like it's like <laughs> I don't know if, like, redneck sort of valley is the way to describe it, but it's, you know, sort of very basic, like, working class uh, America. So yeah. it's so not what... They're used to, like, luxury, like, very, very rich. So it's basically them adapting and making a life there. And it's very it's very good. It's very funny. But, yeah, first, give... You have to plow through the first few episodes because I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this, but... Yeah, I, I literally, I, I cried at the end and everything. I was so, Aww. like, happy tears. Like, I was so just like, oh my god, I'm so happy for these characters. Like, yeah. Like, I'm glad it had an ending. Like, great. It, the way it ended, it was like fantastic. And then America's like, so when's the next season? They're like, no, it's done. 
Leave us alone. We're done. It's got six seasons. Like that's that's a good run. Like that's all you need. Um, that is a good run. Yeah. So I reckon if you need some laughs, the Rick and Morty couldn't give you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give yeah. give that a go. See see if you see if you find it up your street. Yeah, I have heard very good things about it, and I am. Um, I only know Dan Levy from now. I I think he was in that Christmas movie that came out last year with Kirsten Stewart, Kristen Stewart, and oh, beautiful lady. I'm very attracted to Aubrey Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> oh. Um, I only know him from that, and I really disliked that film, but I loved him in it. So oh, he's so good, like. He's so so good. Um, yeah, Richard's Creek. Yeah, he plays a character called uh, David. And yeah, like again, I feel like all the characters are very like the way they act, like just their their body language and the way they speak. It's it's very like to me. I was a bit like, oh god, like they're over they're over animated. Yeah, uh, but then you get used to it. Um, like the man is played by uh, Catherine O'Hara. Uh, yeah, and she is she's fucking great. Like I think she got nominated for like. Like an Emmy or something at the end yes. of the year. That was one of the things that like I took note of because like it was getting nominated for awards and I was like, oh, what's this? Like, oh, okay, I'll check this out. So yeah, I say give it a go. That's my bry recommendation. <laughs> well, perfect segue into the recommendation section of the show. The only segment I've got called Blind Me, where uh, we'll both recommend a bit of music to you. So yeah, bry. What's uh, what's on your turntable? <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you haven't watched Mr. Crystal yet, then give, you know, I mean, it's only a million views, guys. We can raise all of them. Jokes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, a song that I heard uh, this weekend is uh, Lizzo's new song. Um, Ooh. And it's such a bop. Like, yeah. oh my God, love it. She's all... Um, What's, it? Oh, what's the word? Like she's all she's all in like gold Greek mythology sort of aesthetic and um oh man, it's yeah. Like so the music video in itself is fun. The lyrics are fucking great. She's great. Um it's also with um uh Cardi B, uh who's prego in it, which is interesting. <laughs> But, oh, my God, yeah, like, the lyrics are, like, straight away, she's just sort of saying, like, oh, people are saying uh, rumours about me. They're saying that, like, I fuck people, uh, like, I got groupies, that I'm, like, making fat people, like, whores. And then she's like, rumours are true. Fuck everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I haven't seen the video yet, but I definitely need to check it out because um, I noticed a lot of people on Instagram have been doing, like, um, fan art of Lizzo as you know the muses from the Disney's Hercules yeah I can um, see that yeah yeah so I think I need to watch that video because I feel like I'm going to enjoy yeah. it yeah when I, I put that so I'd, I'd actually put a reminder on my phone to remind me that that song was coming out on Friday so I would listen to it because <laughs> oh, I have got a terrible terrible memory and yeah I was like oh this is definitely something I could bust a groove to cut some rug to if I was on a dance floor it's very good yeah no 100% I can definitely see how the like Hercules muses reference could happen because she's mm. pretty much just like like the muses are they're all stood on those pillars and they're doing you know little booty shake and, and yeah <laughs> a bunch of other like lovely ladies in their like you know togas are doing yeah so I, I, I yeah even I was like yeah it's like Hercules. <laughs> I would has I would uh, probably offend a lot of people to say that I think they are the best thing about that, that Hercules movie. Um, 
absolutely love the the muses. They are very good, but the best thing. Well, it's it's like it's that, and it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> and yeah, right. Like <laughs> Danny DeVito with like with goat legs. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't like Meg? Meg? I thought Meg was great. I do, I, no, actually, to be fair, I do like Meg. That film has been, like, sort of... Uh, I watched it recently with Rich, and we were bo- we'd were we both forgotten James Woods was in it, and we were like, oh. Um, um, and, yeah. But he yeah. is great. He Like, he fits that character very Yeah, but... Uh. And I, then yeah, I, I don't I don't get along with the animation in that film either. I don't like the, you know, the styling with, the, like, the curly chin, and everybody looks, like, really flat. Like, really... Oh, no, I can't. Like, I can't. Like flat. I don't know, it doesn't get on with my eye. My eye can't fathom them as, like, people. Like, I don't know what... <laughs> I'm just crackers. You know, they're, they're obviously referencing the, you know, the vases. The, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so it makes perfect sense. It just doesn't doesn't work in my brain. My brain's just like, nope. <laughs> like, don't, don't, I don't like it. Don't, don't get it. Don't like it. But anyway, yeah, we were recommending music. We weren't talking about her. Um, <laughs> That's that's your fault. I didn't do that. Yeah, no, that wasn't. I'm very sorry. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not good at uh, keeping the podcast on topic, and I'm. Very, I wouldn't say I'm sorry about it, but I'm not that sorry about it. Fine. <laughs> the song that I chose is by a group called Jungle, who uh, Rich introduced me to earlier this year. Who I'm now sort of very on top of. In the sense that, so Jungle are like to do, from what I understand based on my very limited research earlier today, are like <laughs> two producer dudes who make like electronic funk basically. But then they decided that they wanted to sort of like collaborate with a lot of other people. So they sort of, they've got like a live band that they do a lot of work with, but they also work with a particular dance troupe. And so all of their music videos are like either one shot or very few shots of this dance troupe doing like amazing dance routines so i'm a bit like i love a good choreographed dance (laughs) um so yeah rich showed me the video for their song keep moving and i was like i'm on board let's watch all the other videos this is great but the song i wanted to pick is called talk about it their album came out on friday and it is just full of like funky bangers Like 100% the kind of album you'll put on uh, and you'll be like, well, look at me, I'm just dancing. I've just involuntarily started dancing. Like, it's very, very fun. Um, Strong contender for my album of the year so far, I think. Yeah, you you sent me the music video before and I never heard of the band before um, or the song. So, yeah, I was, like, pleasantly surprised. And, yeah, the music video is definitely worth checking out because they can dance. Like. They sure can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's like a whole back catalogue of like, I think it might be two or three albums worth of like those sorts of music videos as well. So there's like a wealth of jungle fun to have. <laughs> Is jungle fun a sentence I should say? Probably not. Well, I'm sure it doesn't have any other content. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, well, that was, uh, I, think that, I think that was episode 119. 119. Nice. Excellent. If you've enjoyed listening to Bryony and myself have a little waffle, um, you should definitely check out past episodes of the Wine and Zine podcast, everybody's favourite podcast that looks like it should rhyme but doesn't. Um, <laughs> that is another one that my brain trips over because I'm like, Wine and Zine? No. Wine and Zine? No. <laughs> 
they're all correct. You know, what are words? <laughs> what are words, anyway? And Bryony has also been on, I believe, two episodes of The Parlour. One in which, episode 101, where we lusted over Adam Driver a bit too much. Oh, and uh, about the new... <laughs> oh my god, Adam Driver on a horse. Guys. Good lord. Is a horse? What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> Adam Driver is a centaur and we are ready for it. <laughs> Yeah, that was, um, I watched that like today because I was like, oh, I've seen Twitter like meme about it. Um, so I knew the punchline, but I didn't know the whole, what it? it's like a Burberry ad or something, isn't it? And yeah. he's racing a horse, which is like, Adam, com- come on, man, you're not as fast as a horse. <laughs> and then he's, then he's swimming with a horse. And then he's like, I don't know if he's having sex, he's doing something with that horse. Uh, <laughs> he's like, essentially swimming with the horse and then he's a centaur yeah and um i'm here for it i'm yep. not gonna lie was that like was that like i don't even know what was it advertising was it advertising the perfume or was it advertising the clothes or Bryony, i couldn't tell you i, couldn't. <laughs> I was not paying any attention to <laughs> the brand <laughs> the brand uh, I, I wasn't i wasn't <laughs> Advertising the clothes, he's not really wearing. He's not really wearing any clothes. No. Like, and at the end of it, he has no clothes because he's like a centaur and not wearing a shirt. And if it's advertising the smell, do you, do you smell like a horse? Cause... I, yeah, I've never understood perfume adverts on TV because you can't smell that smell. And like, you know, watching yeah, the ones that always got me was like, um, do you remember those ones for J'adore? I think it was that had like Charlize Theron in a gold dress, just like taking yeah. off all of her jewelry and then yeah. taking off her dress and just walking off naked. And I'm like, look, I appreciate the visuals here, but what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> I <laughs> like, think the smell is just like I'm so good that I smell like you. Know, I don't need gold. Like I'm so. <laughs> I can fucking... just wear this perfume, and everybody will be like, "It's totally acceptable that she's just wandering around naked yeah. because she smells great." <laughs> yeah. See, to me, that's very clear that it's a perfume advert, at least, mm. um, or or a, I don't know, a, a naked an advert for nakedness. But you're <laughs> in there, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it means either, but I think everybody should watch it, definitely. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, give it a watch. Give um, me all a lot of homework this time. <laughs> yeah, we do know what it'll, it's even manipulating you to buy. Maybe Adam Driver's new film, I don't know, but... Or, Who like, knows? get a horse. Again, Burberry, they have too much money. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, cool. Yes, Bryony, is there anything that you would like to pimp or plug or... Tell people a boot before we do a 21 skidoo. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've covered the Adam Driver corner pretty well there. So, um, yeah, if you, if you want to follow... There you go, I'll, 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 plug my, I'll plug my Twitter or something. If you want to follow me on Twitter, where I exist on the internet, uh, you can uh, follow me um, at Flourishing Quirk. Uh, that's Flourishing without an O. Because cause someone else already took flourishing quirk, so I and I really want that's not a good reason why. I, so I'm, I'm misspelled flourishing quirk basically. Yeah, and then yeah, I've got I've got my wine and zine as well, so you can follow little comic collective. Uh, we we hopefully will be at Thought Bubble this year. Um, oh, fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes. Like we you know we plan to be there, and then we'll 
We're just going to see how it goes. That's that's just what this year is. See how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a hard time to be working as a charity fundraiser, I've got to say. <laughs> it's like, oh, should we do an event? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, um, very obviously dependent on the current climate. We we might be at Thought Bubble this year in uh, Harrogate. Um, and then you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Wine and Zine. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there's my plugs. You're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me in uh, the the triumphant return of the parlour after a break that I'm pretty sure most people wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh dear, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, Brian. Eh? Yeah, you two stays. It's been. I haven't heard your voice for ages. It's been nice. <laughs> and uh, for all you lovely listeners at home, stay safe. And uh, if you can get vaccinated, and if you can't. Stay even safer somehow. Uh, wrap yourself in bubble wrap. Please don't get hurt. <laughs> um, and I love you. I love you. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour. Send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah!